Gaming Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Control Freak. Good evening, everybody. And Twilight. Hello. Light, uh, Light got swallowed up by the void last week that uh, Arcade brought with him, so... I told you we should have kicked him out. Otherwise known as the bathroom. I yeah, mean... We, we haven't seen him in a while... We're kind of worried. I told you we should kick Arcade out. Look, even if we had kicked him out, the Void would have still gotten light. He brought the Void. He literally fell out of the Void. Is that what we call the porta potty outside of the building? Maybe. <laughs> you don't know where that thing goes. I don't think I want to know. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying... I did not request the porta potty out of outside of Sedge Gaming Studios. I don't know who did, and people keep going into it and not coming out. Yeah, except for Arcade, who just fell out of it one day. Yeah, but we never saw him go into it. He just came it's, out of it, so we're not. Yeah. It's a very dark and stormy tunnel. <laughs> Next time, I just need to lock the doors, especially in this time of year, and just not let anyone in, no matter if you guys have them scheduled as guests. That's fine. It's the spooky time. They it just walk the through. Time. It's the time where kids come up to your door uninvited wanting candy. Plus side to having an apartment, that doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen in the country either, but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah when, when the next house over is two miles. Yeah, the next house over is two miles and they don't have kids either. Well, that is kind of the thing around here. I live on a road that's pretty much all old people. Yeah, that's handy. There, yeah. So, what have we been playing this week? Uh, Twy, why don't you go first? Uh, I've pretty much played a lot of No Man's Sky, just figuring out what's changed since I last played it. And I'll say, a lot. I mean, like, yeah. The last what, time I what, played who, it was like a few weeks after it launched. When there was nothing in the game? Yeah. More than I thought, less than I'd hoped. <laughs> I had logged maybe 15, 30 hours on it back then because I am stupid. And I didn't mind the grind loop for a long time. But now that, really... but now that I actually see the update, there are some points that I didn't really mind all that much back then that I realized were boring now. Like the fact that all the aliens were in their one spot in one building that are scattered about. And now there's actually some that are walking around moving. And I found one that was just in the middle of the wilderness. Just... Come, Traveler. <laughs> sit by this purple much... fire and tell me of your adventures. Pretty much it was just he was sitting there on a damaged uh, machine part. And I pretty much walked up to him and he gave, gave me a warm greeting. Told me about his travels and then restored my... Uh, hazard protection suit. I was about to say, was this on a hazardous planet like acid rain or like searing uh, heat or freezing cold or whatever? My planet right now is barren deserts with frequent firestorms. So there's just oh, this man. dude sitting in the middle of a desert with firestorms going around. I'm like, this is fine. Pretty much. Oh, what a day. <laughs> What he's a lovely the, day. He's one of the 
Corvec people the computers. Which oh yeah. I actually want to. I kind of want to implement that in an R D and D game because it's so interesting. Because sometimes you'll walk up to somebody, they'll talk like three words to you that you don't understand. Even I don't understand. I'm like eighty words in, <laughs> and suddenly it'll describe how their screen face goes blank and. When it lights up again, you get the sense it's a completely different person. Sorry, I had to reboot. Personality 2 wanted to go. A war forged with multiple personality disorder? I don't know. It's, it's kind of bringing up the idea that they're all kind of, of like a hive mind. And they can just switch bodies at, at will. It's kind of interesting. It's like Betamax with personality chips. Just, burp, I'm going to switch out this chip for this one. Now he's in kill mode. I found a few that don't beta- like me. Wait, did you say Betamax? Yeah. Baymax? Baymax? Oh, yeah, Baymax, not Betamax. <laughs> Betamax <laughs> is something completely different. <laughs> every, Same every idea. Just because I watched you guys play Halo recently, but it kept bringing to mind that, okay, so these guys are just a mechanical grave mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, any hive mind is technically an ex-grave mind. Grave mind is just a fungus that... hive mind. Yeah. I realize that every time I leave a planet, I am always going to get chased by space pirates. Yeah. The first ones just wanted all my cargo, which I was giving up because I had some good shit. <laughs> and the ne- the second ones actually wanted my credits. And they actually sent me a message saying, yeah, we know you're here. We know you have expensive stuff. It'd be so unfortunate if something were to happen to it. <laughs> And then gives you the option to, to pay them off, to pay them off, or to bargain for a lower price, or just to ignore them and leave. Hey, got a and... lot of nice stuff here. Be a shame <laughs> if something were to happen to it. <laughs> and yeah, I I ran away both times because my ship was not built for fighting, especially when I traded in my fighting ship for a cargo a ship class, for a higher class. Uh, Corvex ship that was more for exploring. And I kid kid you not, I spent 1 million credits on a new ship. It is better. It has more space. 30 minutes later, I found a wreckage of a ship that I could have just picked up for free and fixed. And it was better. And now I have have two of the exact same ship. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've had that happen once or twice. When I I was playing. I haven't, but when I did play it, I had that because Shane's been bothering me for a few weeks about it. You wouldn't even know which planet you're at. Like getting to you might take a week. I think you can join in and just appear where I am, can't you? Yeah, I think they added that ability. Oh, so it's no longer about trying to get to the center of the galaxy and unraveling the secrets of the universe. No, Eh. now it's just space Minecraft. Yeah. As far as Secrets of the Universe, I'm pretty sure it's just, it's one of those games that knows it's a game. Now, well, from what I remember, if you get to the center of the universe, it just spits you out at the edge of the universe again. Yeah, I think the, I think the main quest, at least from what I remember back when it first launched, and keep in mind this was over a year ago, so it might have changed. It seems like it's one of those games that knows it's a game, and therefore your character's in a simulation. So whenever you reach the center of the galaxy, they make up a new simulation for you and put you back at the start. Well, I think it's all the I, same simulation then. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's, it's all one you, shared universe. 
Yeah, it's all the same si simulation. You just get spit out back at the beginning of it, and it's like, all right, come back later, and we'll give you more stuff and another line to follow. I remember back then, people were surprised that one guy went to 15 center of the universes. <laughs> well, no. So you remember why people were so surprised, though. Because when they were... Well, they were they were advertising this game. They're like, yeah, like the goal is to get the center, but people may never reach the center. Like, even if you just power through it, you may never reach the center because it's just so big. And then it's like, it's only like 15 planets away or something. Yeah. The dude just power powered through. And it's like, yeah, I went through 15 universe or 15 solar systems and I'm here. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But and then yeah. Hello Games immediately was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's kind of what happened with when they we advertised it as an online game and just assumed yeah. no one would try to find it. And then 10 hours two later. Dudes, yeah, two <laughs> dudes end up on this, like, purposefully get to the same planet, the same point, the same building, nothing. And they're like, the fuck's this? Do you remember like... there were clips of people that had the had a box copy of the game? <laughs> and... They actually had just put a sticker over the whole online capability bit of the box. They didn't yeah. even reprint the box. They just put a sticker over it. Sounds about right. No, they 100% released an unfinished game. And to their the credit, they were. But to their credit, they never stopped talking to the community about it. Yeah, they, yeah, they did they keep did working back, on it. They actually did come back and make a pretty good game from what I've played. Yep. Yeah. So, yes, the community crucified them, but this shows that a community can forgive a developer if the developer doesn't dead silence, radio silence them. Yeah, if the if the developer keeps working on it, yeah, the, the community will follow through with it. But, yeah, if a developer just says, this is what you get. You shouldn't have hyped yourself into oblivion. Okay, guys, this is what you get. Yeah, don't we be, don't like what please we got. don't be Peter Molyneux. Don't be Although Bethesda. people kept giving him money. Don't be, this is just a general PSA for 343 as well. We understand you're working on the game. Give us something, anything. Okay, that, but that's just because you're antsy about Halo Infinite. <laughs> I would just like some sort of update on what they've changed. That's all <laughs> I want. I mean, I want it. it'll come out eventually. But yes. My No Man's Sky game is a survival world, which at this point I regret because while I do like that it apparently makes hazardous planets more common and therefore more fun for me, it also means that if you die, when you respawn, you lose all the stuff in your inventory. And I have yet to find where the blueprints are for storage system. I've yet to find my body from three deaths ago. It's not a body, it's just they're gone. Wait, it just dissolves? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of crap. Uh, yeah, it it really is only a problem for me, and it's only because I have a hand-me-down mouse for my brother. But half of the controls seem to be to press down on your on your scroll wheel, and my scroll wheel doesn't like being reg doesn't like registering that it's being pressed. <laughs> Sounds like you need a new mouse. Yeah, I need a new mouse, but I already spent one hundred and thirteen dollars on my sugar gliders. That's a chunk of change. It is. Especially when you don't have an income. On the flying squirrels. 
They're not squirrels. The adorable flying marsupials. Nick, Milo, he's calling you squirrels. I said marsupial. They don't comprehend me. They're offended. I'm sure they're asleep. No, it's the middle of the night. They're awake and they're running around their cage. You and I have a very different definition of the middle of the night. This is it's the start of the night. for them to wake up. The sun barely went down. Come on now. Time it's zones, bro. Back. Time zones. Oh, that yeah, right, fair. Yeah, it's almost 10 for us. It's almost 10 for us. Me, 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 me. I am talking to you from the future. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Not that. We're not getting into things. <laughs> Apart from No Man's so, Sky, I did play a little bit of Phasmophobia. And I did the tutorial twice. And both times freaked me out. So I am not going to play it until my friends are ready to play it with me so I can hide behind them. Be fair, the game gave me nightmares after the time I played it with Wonder at like midnight. I haven't gotten nightmares, but then again, like I said, I've only played the tutorial, and even knowing that that ghost is harmless, it's creepy. Yeah, they, they, the do, a, they, go, they do a the good job of sound, that. You can't turn down the sounds to a notable degree. It's yeah, unnerving. it's always loud. You know, I, I'm i going to say one thing. They could have used any other sound to cl- to say that the ghost is nearby you. No. They had to use the fucking grudge noise. That's just one of the ghosts. There's a bunch of I... different sounds. Like, I've had so many different sounds playing when I was playing with Vex. Like... I thought you didn't hear him because you had... <laughs> Because uh, one of them pretty much calling out oh. the name of the ghost all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, who was it? I know it was, uh, I think it was, it might have been. I, I think it might have been, It because it was Vex, Winter, myself, so and weird. Wonder. You and know, I think you guys call Winter when it wasn't <laughs> Winter. And then the chat was Winter. Yeah, but it was, so it was Winter and Vex kept calling the ghost's name the second we went into the building and it's like are you shitting me like the first thing it says is if you want the ghost to be angry at you call his name strangely though once i didn't die first walk in marcus johnson marcus johnson where are you marcus johnson i want to talk to you stop saying his name (laughs) and snap (laughs) Strangely, it was always you that died. Yeah, it was usually it would it would be me and one other person would always die, and then they'd leave, and I'm like, God damn it! Honestly, I was kind of waiting every time that you were in the truck and just keeping track of everyone's just to close it, just to close it and leave. No, I was kind of waiting for you to just turn from the computer over to the sanity meter and the danger meter and just see the ghost at the (laughs) the ghost in the van. (laughs) Like, oh, hell, hell, no, no! I was just waiting for you to turn around just to see a ghost in the at the back of the I, van. You know, I do like the fact that there's all the different ways to figure out what type of ghost it is. Like, yeah, 
if it writes in the book, that's a hint. If it's cold temperatures, that's a hint. EMF, that's a hint. The handprints. I still think it was a missed opportunity for them to not include that other players can, once they're dead, communicate with you as ghost yeah. hunters. Make hints that, through the through the tools, yeah. Or just, That would be really awesome. Or just have it like, okay, I know my friend can hear me. Can you flick these lights if it's you that's moving the lights? <laughs> Fl- flick the lights on and off if it's you in the room. I mean, oh, you can God. actually see the ghost at times. Yeah. Can you see the ghost when you're dead? Control's good. Yes. Yes, you can. Um, well, and that was, like, one of the things that... Which honestly pulls to mind the stark limitations of that game as you're able to see the ghosts, so you notice when they don't move as they're moving towards the players. Yeah, because they they hop. They don't actually move around. So they hop positions. But one of one of the things that isn't well established is because it's all voice command. Like it recognizes voice pattern. But part of the issue is like when I was playing with Vex and they had the specific tools where it was like they were on the Ouija board or they were using the spirit box trying to get it to talk. Um, They would keep talking and they wouldn't give it a chance to respond. And apparently if you say their name, it cancels out a request. So like saying the name kicks off a whole different command type thing. Yeah. Yeah, It kicks off a whole different command line. So if you, Say, like, did you die here? Trying to get an answer from the spirit box, and then you say their name, it cancels out your question. That kind of is odd. That just adds to the ghost is pissed off meter. Yeah. So that kind of is odd since that's kind of what a lot of people would do. Yeah, you would say the name and then ask it the question to try and get it to answer. But I again, I mean, this game looks. Did you die here? Yeah. But um. You yeah, it's, definitely it's tell interesting. With, you can definitely tell what the game that is designed to be VR, but they were like, some people aren't going to want to play this in VR or can't play it in VR for not because they don't own VR. Yeah, it's very wacky. It it is, but the reason it's so wacky is because it is designed to be played in a VR rig. Yeah, it it uh, it's definitely set up to look like VR, especially with a lot of the. Uh, like the the graphics and the core setup for it and interface like it's it's very VR centric but they put it out as a non VR game to make it more accessible so they toned down the capabilities if we all play together i'm going to be the one staying in the, in the van you're you're the man in the truck yes no you're the sacrifice i'm the one staying in the truck but Can- Control, back me up on this one. We're we're taking her in first and locking her in the room, right? Oh no, she's the one that has to go in with the spirit box later by herself in the dark and ask questions. Oh, there, see, there you go. Uh, no. <laughs> or or you get to go in with the uh, the CCTV camera to try and find the spirit orbs. I I do remember one time. I will end both the, of you. <laughs> the one time that I played. Because I've only played it once. Right. Uh, we had the journal, and it just started saying, die, die, die. In the journal? Yeah. See, I, 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 we, could never, we could never get them to write in the journal. 
every time it was like you know we'd set the journal down and i think there might have been one time where it did write in the journal but either everyone died or they left without picking up the journal but i never saw the journal get written in really yeah drove me up a wall because i tried to use that every single time but again when you're with a group where they're constantly saying the ghost's name (laughs) the 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 thing's just well i'm not gonna do anything for you i'm just gonna start murdering you now why well here i go killing again (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah, that kind of. When a bunch of assholes come into your haunt and keep saying your name, where the where the ghost isn't going to be aggressive towards you, and yet you walk in and immediately piss it off. Yeah. So, anyways, I just started blasting. <laughs> like, God damn it! No, no. <laughs> well, I think we've gotten to the first game. Twy, do you have anything else to add to the what have you been playing? <laughs> Did you play another level of Hitman? No, I've been playing No Man's Sky since I picked it up. <laughs> She's Fair been playing games, so we we can't judge her. I'm I'm not judging her. I was just. I feel like you continue. do judge a lot. I really <laughs> don't. <laughs> not you, anyway. He judges not me and himself. You do judge myself more than anything. You're not supposed to judge yourself. You're supposed to judge others. Yeah, that takes effort. <laughs> yeah, it's real easy to judge myself. Of course, it's easy to judge yourself, but you always feel better when you're judging others. Okay, this isn't the psychology hour. (laughs) Welcome to psychology casual. I mean, I'm pretty sure no psychologist would tell you to to make yourself feel better by judging other people. No. But but deep down, they agree with the the process. It's like, well, as long as you feel better. (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, Control, what else have you played this week since we kind of just covered Phasmophobia? So. We've, we've all played Phasmophobia, to some degree exactly. at least. Um, I don't think my experience counts as playing when I only played the tutorial. I mean, Sedge only played one level because he skipped the tutorial. Accurate. I skipped the tutorial too. <laughs> I played through half of the tutorial and I said fuck it and yeah, I jumped right in too. Um, you guys had parties to jump into? Yeah. But, uh, so, my other cadre of games, obviously, I mean, I've been playing Killing Floor 2, because they came out with the holiday, or the Halloween batch, the Infernal Insurrection, which, new map, new mob designs, I'm pleased with it, New couple new guns. We should play that for stream one of these days, get some good old Killing Floor action going. I'm definitely down, I mean, just recently I did an endless, we got to, like, I think we ended up getting to wave 20 and then we got no we got to wave 30 it was because there's a uh every time they do one of these like holiday holiday setups there's a series of holiday challenges and one of them is get to wave 15 on endless so on this specific map specific difficulty so i join a random lobby uh there's five of us we ended up getting to wave like 34 before we died we like i joined at wave two and we got to the point where we had we had found just one staircase that was just perfect to just murk everything and then one of the waves three of us just got destroyed because one dude threw uh he threw a couple grenades down the hall with really bad bounces and they bounced on top of us (laughs) and then blew up (laughs) 
so all of a sudden you just see two of us immediately just drop. It was like, it's like, oh, oh, good. Oh There's no, bits of us everywhere. <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was a lot of fun to do that. Um, and again, the uh, it's it's basically a hell subway, so it's got like all these crazy like spires and dead bodies and like oozing walls and stuff but you're in like this old school actually not old school it's a modern subway system like subway uh stop depot whatever yeah uh nice level really expansive uh i had a lot of fun playing on it and i i'm enjoying the the new content it's the same game core but it's still fun Um, it's always nice to have new stuff you know New content, new levels to play. I will say, absolutely terrifying playing. Mm -hmm. We did the thing again where I cut out, didn't I? I mean, no, no, you you absolutely terrified playing and then you you did pause. Oh, (laughs) I did. Um, Absolutely terrifying playing the VR. Oh, uh, yeah. Insurrection. Yeah. Yeah. So the first three stages are very dark and then you get into a stage where you're in an office building and it starts lighting up. Um, So it, things start brightening up and it's not as dark and spooky and scary. It's not the darkness that that scares me. (laughs) It's the fact that things come out. It's staring into the soulless dead eyes of the Zeds. (laughs) Seriously. They're just creepy enemies and good on killing floor because they made like the best creepy enemy. Yeah. The spider crawlers when you're in a dark when you're in a dark map and you just you hear them at first and then all of a sudden you just start getting hit from behind. You're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, (laughs) good times. Good times. Um, But no, the, uh, the next game I played was Final Fantasy 15. So this kind of continues my trend of playing single player games. I went through the Kingdom Hearts series, had a blast with that. Um, as always, there's there's just a handful of boss fights where I'm like, the fucking gimmick for this is so retarded. And in this one, the the one that almost broke my back was literally the last fight where the entirety of the game, you don't really have to emphasize any usage of block. Because to block, you have to stop moving and hit square. So In Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy? Kingdom Hearts. This is Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Um, but if you're moving and you hit square, you do a dodge roll. The thing is, in the final fight, the guy does so many like rapid attack patterns where if you dodge roll, you will get hit by the next swing of the attack. Almost guaranteed. And that just goes into this whole long combo that takes out most of your health. So you have to time your blocks to block every single one of his attacks in this pattern. And it was just such a long and aggravating fight. I I got mad. I got mad on stream. I was like, you gotta be, you've got to be kidding me. I am going to quit this goddamn game right <laughs> at the last stupid step because of this stupid fight. I can't well, that, believe this every crap. Time that you, every time you got... Every time you lost in, like, stage four, it sent you back to stage two. Yeah. Oh, man. But I beat it. We got our half-hour cutscene at the end of the game. 
Yeah, you pretty much beat it just as you were saying, okay, this is the last time. Yeah, I, I, I really did. That, I really that's, did. Always, <laughs> that's always how it goes, though. It's just always that, all right, one more time. Yep. This is it, though. Just, and then finally, like, something clicks in your brain. It's like, I did it. Yep. Thank goodness. That that final moment of frustration where I was just sitting there, I was like, I am, I am going to lose my shit. I am <laughs> going to absolutely... Yeah, I'm going to absolutely lose my shit in this fight, and then, and yeah, I was like, if I if I don't do it this time, I'm I'm done for this for the night. Like I'm I'm going crazy, and like an hour in. yeah, and that is fight is just that lot, bad. That means you were playing that fight for like forty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, in the end, I did end up beating it, and I dealt with it. I was like, oh. Thank God. And went through all of that. <sighs> I've done it. Yep. But now what? I am. Uh, now I'm in Final Fantasy 15. How's that going? Good. Uh, pinball for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so weird because I don't. I don't remember ever playing that. Because I played it. I've actually played and beaten it uh, on PS4. Like I bought it when it first came out, and I played it and beat it. And I didn't like the ending. Chapters 1 through 12, fantastic. Chapter 13, fuck this game. Like, <laughs> the one chapter made me so mad at the game. And I... I people will ask me, like, what, well, what did you think of 15? Like, after I had played it and beat it and mentioned it, it was like, play 80% of the game. Play, play up to the second to last chapter, beat that chapter, and then put the game down. Don't continue it. Because the ending is so... not. I wouldn't even say it's underwhelming. It's just poorly done. It, it The original ending was just so poorly orchestrated and set up, and it was just like, how is that... Like, that's not even a... It's not a good ending. It's not a bad ending. It's not a sad ending. It's just, oh yeah, we're just going to tie up all the loose knots right now. And uh, here you go. It was rushed. It was horribly rushed. And supposedly they, like one of the, uh, not expansions. Well, there there is an expansion for it. There's a couple of them. Um, but apparently in the Windows edition and then later on on the PlayStation, they put out DLC for additional content that fixes the ending. Oh, that's good. So I want to see what that is. And then the DLC, because there's a time point, there's a point in the game where they do a time skip. Uh, there's DLC that actually goes over what happened to each of the characters during that time skip. Oh, is that where you get like the Prompto level where he's... Yep. You figure out what okay. what's up with Prompto, what happened to Ignis, what happened to Gladiolus. I still just call him Gladius because Gladiolius or whatever his actual name is weird. And that time skip is when Noctis gets his beard, right? Yeah. He uh, and that see it's that segment is very strange because when I first played through it, my thought process was, okay, he is stuck outside of time. Because it, it has something to do with like the uh, the crystals from the old school Final Fantasies. Like Final Fantasy 1, 2, and 3 that had like the crystals of light type of uh, stuff. 
you come oh, across yeah. one of those. Um, and that's what sets off the time skip. But apparently Noctis wasn't removed from time. So he's still aged and stuff. And then he comes back. But like, I'm trying to figure one thing I never understood is like, so was he outside of the world or inside the world? Was he just like outside, but time was still flowing for him. I never fully understood that. It's just something happens. Noctis is unconscious for three years, some three plus years or something, and then comes back. And it was like, huh? What? <laughs> so I I am hoping that this uh the Windows edition, because I picked it up on Steam, will kind of resolve those unfulfilled Issues. feelings. Yeah. I I might have to pick this game up again because it is only it's on sale for seventeen bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks if you want the Arden Complete Edition, which actually that has a bunch of that DLC that I was talking about. Yeah, so and two I bucks mean, that, is worth that it. One, yeah, so I might actually pick this up because I, I think I've said this before, on the show, but obviously I am not a fan of Final Fantasy. <laughs> Never have been, but I picked up fifteen when it came out and this was probably the first final fantasy i was like no this is actually fun yeah i i i like the characters they interact very well it's four bros on a road trip at the start of the game and then shit goes haywire yep um well it's the prince and his four paid friends three paid friends three paid friends <laughs> two and I'll... a half paid friends yeah <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, like, they are technically bodyguards, but apparently they've been around each other for years. They know, like, they know each other. Um, so they are, I, I do, I still classify it as four bros on a road trip, six feet apart because they're not gay. <laughs> they've been his bodyguards since he was, like, since he was a baby and they were also babies. <laughs> well, I think Ignis and Gladiolus are older. Yeah. But yeah, Prompto, all things considered, his whole story and his connection is weird. That that one is kind of weird. So getting some past on that would be interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to seeing what's really changed between the original release that I played through and the Windows edition, the uh, the completed edition. Now, like in terms of controls, does it play fine with mouse and keyboard? Yeah, um, partially what makes it acceptable for mouse and keyboard is um, like you almost auto attack. So if you hold down the mouse button, you do a full combo like you will keep attacking the enemy um, and then WASD to move around. So you can actually kind of rotate yourself around an enemy as you attack and your attacks will change as you're rotating around them. So you'll actually do like a slightly different combo as you're shifting around this enemy. Um, but you can also do click attack. So click once to attack and then attack again. And it does kind of change up the way that the combo works. Okay. Yeah. So it, you don't have to use a controller. I can see some aspects of it probably being a little smoother with controller just because of that familiar feeling. Um, like target locking and some of the other more minor controls 
make a little more sense. Like picking up items, you use mouse click. Yeah. Which I'm so used to having like F or E be to pick up items on a PC system. But that's that's more nitpicky stuff. Um, core mechanic wise, yeah, it's fine. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll keep people posted on my progress with Final Fantasy 15. And then the last game that I played is uh, Weeb of the Wild. Breath of the Weeb. Also known as Genshin who... Impact. There we go. Um, so I, I have heard about this game. I never watched anyone that streamed it. I saw a couple clips of it. And then my first thought was, it's just Breath of the Wild, but with anime characters. And I talked to a couple buddies who had played it at work. And then I found out there's a gachapon system in it. And it's free to play. I was like, oh, it's free to play. So I'll give it a try. Why not? It's free to play. And then I heard about the gachapon. I was like, wait, 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 wait. But this is an adventure game like Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah. How the hell does gachapon work in that? Well, surprisingly, not terribly. Um, I will say one thing about it uh, that it has on Breath of the Wild. Your weapons don't break after being used for 10 minutes. Already a better game. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, Breath of the Wild. You're a gorgeous game, but fuck that mechanic. Yeah, no. <laughs> fuck the ability to, like, not be able to repair your weapons. Yeah. Um, Just some of those fights can take your weapon, <laughs> all of your weapons out. It's like, what am I going to kill him with? A stick? Hopefully yeah. you have a stick. <laughs> Punch him uh, with your fist, obviously. They yeah. Can't break kill your fist. him with the stick if you have the stick. Yeah. They can't break your fists. <laughs> Just punch it to death. Um, but you say that, but I'm pretty sure you've done that with a few boss fights that would otherwise have been impossible. Maybe including one where that you kill the boss. Of course he has. Well, not that. Yeah, it's, that's D and D. It's like in the. <laughs> it's like in the immortal redneck where he killed a boss by throwing a gun at it oh yeah no that fucking oh my god that fight where i ran out of ammo for everything <laughs> and i'm just jumping like oh my god one more hit and i'm dead please god work and i jumping threw lasers. the gun and just bloop and it killed it and i'm just sitting there i i had to stop for a moment i was like wait wait that worked. Did, yeah, because when you throw the weapon, it does. It did deal damage in that game, and so I just—it was almost dead. I was almost dead, surrounded by death, and I was just like, yeah, like "Fuck it." The chat couldn't help him because it was too unreliable. Yeah, because oh my god, yeah, because it was at one of those stages where the fucking uh, the roulette thing wasn't accurately showing. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> but no, back to get back to Weeb of the Wild. Um, the gachapon system, because you, uh, whenever you enter like dungeons or you're out in the world, you can have a party of four characters with you. You've got your main character that you play as, and then you can have three support. Um, and you can switch through the support characters at any time. It's literally just a button press, you know, one through four, change to this character. Different characters use different weapons. So you've got, uh, Short swords, bows, long swords, magic, and I th think that's it. I think those are the four. 
Um, and then you have four elements. Wind, fire, ice, lightning. So kind of a matching game for elements, obviously. Uh, I haven't seen any type of matching game for the weapons, but different weapons are capable of different things. But the Gachapon system, you can get whole different allies. And as with any game with a gacha system, uh, by the way, gacha pawn system is your like random pull allies. So you spend points, you get to pull a random ally or a random equipment, and they have a star rating of one through five, five being amazing, one being garbage. So as you pull like I've I've got a couple of four star allies and four star equipment. I haven't gotten anything five star yet because my luck sucks. Apparently, I had a buddy who got two five stars in one pull, motherfucker. But <laughs> the uh, the equipment that you get can be upgraded, and the characters you get can be upgraded. So they might only be a four star, but you can upgrade them to be fairly strong nonetheless. Um, and then for equipment, you can infuse lower level equipment to make the higher level equipment better. There's a story to it. There's progress to it. So literally like the allies that you get, some of them have story relevance, but those are like guest allies that follow along. You don't have to use them. You can use your own squad, but you can choose to use these unique characters as well. Um, but there, there is a story element to it. It does kind of have a very Breath of the Wild feel. You're in this strange land. It's beset by, you know, a malevolent energy that has caused one of the great deities of the land to go rogue. And now you must go and take over these dungeons to, you know, try and fix what has happened. So basically, take over the shrines to gain power to kill Ganon. Got it. Yep. Yep, pretty much. Except Ganon in this one is a sky dragon called uh, Storm Terror. Creative. I. <laughs> we call <not>. him Thunder. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the the overall gameplay it's it's actually fairly solid. Go figure. It has the climb mechanic from Breath of the Wild. So you can pretty much climb up anything and you've got this little stamina gauge that drains down as you climb. Oh no. Uh, you have a wind glider. So it... 100%. It's Breath of the Wild. In anime. <laughs> uh, I see nothing wrong with this. Yeah. I've, I, I mean, I've put a couple of hours into it. I've done the uh, the baseline quest. The world is actually fairly large. For, you know, I mean, larger than I expected. It's a free-to-play game. And, yeah, the the gacha system. I haven't taken full use of, like, the upgrade stuff yet because I haven't seen a full need to because I'm waiting to get some five-star equipment and just throw everything into it and make that five-star equipment super fucking badass instead of some four-star piece of trash. But that's just me. <laughs> um. And they have like you can actually buy in-game currency to do the gacha pulls, which is how they make okay. money. Obviously, yeah. there's there's got to be some money incentive, and that is where theirs is. You can buy in-game currency to pull for better allies. 
Um, but if I'm not mistaken, there's like weekly quests you can do to get those same resources. So you you can still get them, but at a slower it, pace. Yeah. Well, that. it's like most free to play games. It's yeah. Hey, like you can do the challenges and grind to get the currency or you can spend money. We don't care how you do it. Just, you know, obviously spending money quicker. Yeah. Spending money makes it go faster. But yeah, uh, I will say it has that like anime cutesy like vibe to it for all the female characters. And then you have the sultry female characters, the headstrong characters like I am a knight and I will do what's right type of thing. Uh, You've got the pretty boy character like they have every stereotype it's all there and every anime stereotype you can think of yes uh well i haven't bumped into a uh a yandere yet i haven't i haven't bumped into any of the psychopaths yet but you know maybe i'm just not far enough into the game (laughs) to have bumped into to that is yet yeah oh absolutely it's totally a yet anytime Um, you encounter a person that's is a little too interested in you and they just want <laughs> you to do a tiny little thing. It's probably to murder somebody. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. <laughs> this game is probably like a half step away from being like an adult game. <laughs> Luckily, there's no like, there's no affection meter. There's, there's no like, give gifts to your allies to make them more powerful and like you more. There's nothing like that. It's literally just, you can power them up by infusing other allies into them to make them stronger. That's it. So, thank God. Because I have no doubt that that other mechanic is in way too many games out there. That'll just look at Steam. Update. Considering the... <laughs> yeah. Considering back the to last week's discuss, pre, yeah. pre-show discussion. <laughs> yeah, just, just look at Steam and check out their repertoire of h games and yeah you'll yeah, understand <laughs> uh why would you pay for games like that when you could probably just find them for free with just a light googling because i don't know let's not we, worry about that yeah let's not worry <laughs> about it but we are gonna go to a quick break here uh just to run some promos so stick around we're gonna run some promos and we'll be right back See you soon! I'm Harrison. I'm Jordan. Well, I am Harrison. I'm fucking Jordan. All right! And And we're we're the the Grief Rio Podcast. Podcast. Let us be your unnatural Sherpa guides on this existential plane of mountainous game and movie exploration. And don't forget about that spookiness that lives within us all. But mainly in you, you spooky bitch. I'm offended. We've been voted the best podcast to listen to by many. By many, that means a few. That's more than one. This ought to be very. We'll see you on the next episode of Grief Burrito. Yeah! Yeah! Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real life conversations that all can find relatable. 
New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wondersoul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wondersoul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wondersoul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. Those were some... Welcome back, everybody. You hope you enjoyed the words. promos. I, f- I forgot my words. Uh, go check out those awesome friends of the show. They're good people. And chances are they've also been playing Phasmophobia. More than likely. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, unless Control has anything else he'd like to touch on, we'll move on to what have I been playing. There is one final game. All right. I give it like a 50% out of 100. It has its moments, but it. I will say this, it got kind of dull. Can I say how weird quickly. it is that since you haven't done your part of what you've been playing this week, we just inserted the ads right into the middle of controls a lot of time. Yep. Which I is mean, fine. This episode is st- so far just been us BSing about games we've played, so yeah. it fits. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but no, so I played a game called Drake Hollow. Um... I don't know much about the company that made it. I don't know if they've had other stuff that they've done. It's apparently a multiplayer game, but I've been I played it solo. The core story is you're basically a kid who had a shitty life. Probably a teen because you're literally running away from home. Maybe a young teen. Um, it's actually kind of depressing when you see like the whole intro sequence. Because the last thing you see is this person putting down their phone, running off, and the last message on the phone is, I think we should see other people. Oof. Yeah. It was like, god damn, that's, that's pretty harsh to do for your starting story. Um, but you end up going to another world where there are mandrakes. Like, little little plant creatures that apparently need your help and to help them you basically you have to provide them for living necessities so you have to give you have to provide them food you have to provide them water um and something to keep them occupied because apparently they can literally die of boredom that is one of the mechanics in the game they will die of boredom so uh, it's an open world base building game from what I can see on Steam. Yeah. And the like the way you get resources, you can get basic resources from breaking down trees and pulling up plants and stuff like that. And then there are harder to find resources like cloth, uh, bricks, electronics, plastics. And you can buy them from... Uh, there's actually like a magpie nearby your base that you can buy them from with selling them shiny things. But uh, my my one complaint that I saw with the game is it's very easy to get yourself locked in. Like if you burn resources poorly, you can end up stuck on the initial island with oh no. with making and making it very hard to try and explore further because um as you go you have uh like 
each island is separated by fog. It's like fog and thorny plants. And if you're in that fog, you end up taking damage and you'll end up dying if you stay in it too long. And similar to the original World of Warcraft, you can spirit walk back to your body, pick it up, and then revive yourself at a safe place. But Thanks, I hate it. Yeah. But you can you can build an item t- in order to protect yourself from it, to run island to island, and then later on you learn to build uh, waypoints, which, similar to uh, Sunset Overdrive, you can basically rail grind yourself across waypoint to waypoint, so you can actually do a full waypoint grid from island to island, which, huh. cool mechanic. How do you get those resources to build that? Well, you have to fight enemies. Oh, okay. So, sorry, I didn't. I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know how you said you didn't know what else they've done. Uh huh. So they actually their other game that they've made, Molasses Flood is the name of the company. Hmm. Uh, is called The Flame and the Flood. Okay. Which is they a, have a survival theme. game where you play a child in <laughs> some sort of apocalypse. Yeah, they have a theme here. Yeah, they, they have a theme. <laughs> Children um, in the post-apocalyptic. Got it. Who is with their dog on a raging river that's, you know, flooded everything. And you basically have to, like, gather resources to keep yourself from starving to death. Hmm. And not getting eaten by wolves. Okay, then. Yeah. But it has a very similar art style to Drake's Hollow. Yeah. But it's more isometric. And that's the thing, like, the, the whole base building thing is kind of interesting, but, like, I so far, I haven't seen, like, you can't build necessarily defenses. So, you can build walls and stuff, but you can't build, like, an automated system for defense. So, if your base is getting raided, you need to go back to defend it, or they will destroy everything. And if these are, like specialty resource items like the beds require fabric to build well if you lose all of your fabric you can't make more beds so you have to keep making temporary beds in order to keep your guys comfortable or if they destroy all of your i don't know your yoga balls then the little guys can't be entertained and will end up killing themselves out of boredom i'm sorry all i can just all i've heard since you've said you need to go back and defend your base is just general Settlement needs our help. Yeah. yeah. Same type of idea. But I I can see the allure of it. I can see some enjoyment from it. But at the same time, I can also see how it would be kind of boring in the long run. I know there yeah. there is there is apparently some overarching story, but getting through it all is kind of a chore. Yeah, it doesn't... And you said you played it on Game Pass, though, so you really yeah. didn't pay money for it. Exactly. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out on Game Pass, but it just sounds like another another grounded-type game to me, and I don't know if I'm really in the mood for that right now, especially <laughs> given what I've been playing this week. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that uh, that pretty much covers everything I have played. Again... It's not a great game. It's not a terrible game. It, it's passable. I I wouldn't buy it at full price, though. Fair enough. 
Uh, I suppose that brings it to me then, doesn't it? It does. Well, start off with the one I put the least time into this week. So, as of recording day, Baldur's Gate 3 is out in early access, which... I'm just going to say, if you don't know what Baldur's Gate is... Are you a gamer? <laughs> what what rock have you been hiding under? Yeah, like it's one of the oldest D and D game friends. Shush. <laughs> you hush. You play D and D. You know damn well what Baldur's Gate is. Well, that's not the reason I know what Baldur's Gate is, but it was too much of an opportunity to ask. <laughs> I know. See now, I'm just hoping we get a new Icewind Dale at some point, and maybe a new Neverwinter game. Mm-hmm. The only reason I know what Baldur's Gate is is because my brother played it. I mean, you still know. I think everybody had at least one friend and or relative who played Baldur's Gate. Probably. I Planescape Torment. Okay, see? there. Well, there you go. You played a different D&D-themed video game. <laughs> but, uh, no, Baldur's Gate 3 developed by the same guys who made Divinity. So, as you can imagine, it's very similar to Divinity. But the mechanics are more D&D. So you actually have to roll for things. Which is irritating at best. Because it's not just, oh, you put points into your persuasion. Therefore, you may, you'll may you be able to persuade people. No, no. It's like, oh, you want to do the persuasion? We'll roll a persuasion check, <laughs> and the random number generator will decide your fate. Like, great, thanks. I mean, but people but, uh, people have been waiting for something like that. Like, I I have been waiting for a game that actually incorporates, like, outright throws and yeah, yeah. And I mean, when you like walk over a trap, it'll straight up like roll a die above your head and say saving throw huh so that's kind of cool and obviously they have the death save mechanic by the way based off fifth edition dnd okay. so they have uh death death saves now on your turn if you go down um they have all the bonus actions and that but they kind of tweak them a little bit to make them more video game friendly of course like hide for everybody is a bonus action now previously that was really only something rogues could do as a bonus action like in the actual tabletop Hmm. but hides a bonus action it plays very much like divinity so elemental damage is a thing and like in world explosions and all that so that's kind of cool i can approve Uh, of that and of course it takes place fighting the illithids or the aka the mind flares and we actually get to see a nautiloid ship tentacle face yeah the cthulhu monsters but the fact they actually brought in like the ithalid spacecraft the the nautiloids Mm -hmm. um gives me hope that DD will be republishing their spell break content which was all the stuff that took place in like in space Huh. Yeah. That would be kind of interesting. Uh, I'd be down for that. It, it would be. I mean, D&D in space? Who, who wouldn't want that? But, all right. 
Wait, isn't that now, just random? Kinda. <laughs> um, because the game is in early access, like I can't stress this enough. If you don't want to buy an early access game because it is still full price, yep, don't. Because the game is glitchy. And apparently doesn't have autosave locations where you think it would have autosave locations because I got 90 minutes in, TPK'd. Hadn't really thought to save on my own because I thought it was autosaving and lost about an hour of progress. So I'm a little upset. Even Joy was upset about it. She was. Never assume a game is autosaving. <laughs> yeah. Lesson learned. Well, see, I've learned that lesson in the past, and you think I'd remember it, but apparently my uh, my brain does not. Squirrel brains. But what can you do? It's all. It's also missing a couple core, like, baseline player's handbook D&D classes. Really? And I don't know if they just haven't finished them yet, because early access. Yeah. Or if they're not going to be in the game, because, like, mechanically they can't make them work. But they are missing Barbarian, Sorcerer, Bard, and Druid. Interesting. Yep, they have Fighter, Wizard, Ranger, Rogue, Warlock, and Cleric. Nope, I'm just going to be a Cleric in a party of Clerics and go raffle stomp some people. Oh, there you go. I, I played a Rogue, but I also created one of my D&D characters in the game. Be a party of five clerics. Go break down Tiamat's door. Or are we reference? So oddly, demand enough, her lunch money. I I, rem I was reminded that Baldur's Gate was out because Joe Cat was streaming it today. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to stop watching his as much as I wanted to like watch his stream because he was role playing as Joe Crap. You know his crap guide to D and D character. Yep. <laughs> so he was a fighter. Well, no. No, I think he was actually a cleric or a paladin. Yeah, usually, I mean, fireball, usually, if, if he could, he'd probably have been a barbarian because, you know, his Joe Crap character is always screaming and muscly. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, except he has a sword and shield. Well, that, paladin. That, that's his mage. whole thing. He's going to be bringing, uh, the glorious word of sword and shield to Baldur's Gate. <laughs> okay, a, cler a cleric wielding a sword and shield. Got it. Yeah, yeah I think he's a mage because he likes Fireball and he's big and muscly and he actually has a good song for war mages. War magic is like tank ma and anyway. getting <laughs> lots of defense. Like the Yeshi cast. Fuck, 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 fuck. I need to yeah, watch that after... again. I mean, yes. But af after 90 minutes in the game, I mean, obviously this is all very early first impressions. Combat plays like a D&D &D encounter. You know, everybody rolls their initiative. You have your turn. Plays a lot like Divinity, but simpler. Thank God. <laughs> I, I know Chi listens to this. And I know she's afraid that she's making me hate Divinity. Is she better at it than you? Of course she is. But no. that's because she's played it twice. 
I just want to go through it like my normal stupid self in any playthrough. I cast Fireball. Not... Why would you do that? Trust me, that has come up before. Also, I hate the opening level of Divinity so much now that I don't know if I'll ever replay through the game. <laughs> and to be fair, the one, one time he cast Fireball and it actually was a good idea. Cast it on a, I think it was a keg of oil. Yeah. Blattered it all over the enemy. Yep. I don't even think they died. But anyway, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, like, obviously, early access, but still super dope. I doubt they will get the DM mode like Divinity has, though. Hmm. Which is unfortunate. Well, you never know what the modding community will do. That's fair. And you never know what they'll release via DLC or when it's fully finished. Yep. So. Uh, the other game I... Well, were you going to say something? No, no, I was just going to say, so we'll just have to keep an eye out. Pretty much. And I mean, I'll be, I'll be bringing updates as I get farther into the game. And they update it. But and speaking then of game, yeah. Speaking of games that some people say parts of are unfinished, and I'm not gonna super disagree. I made a mention last week that Star Wars Squadrons was coming out on Friday, and Star Wars Squadrons came out on Friday, and I have already put 25 hours into the game. I went hard this weekend. Yes, you did. But I haven't, so I, I can't stress this enough. I have not touched the story mode yet, apart from the first mission. <laughs> I have only played multiplayer. I got my, and the good thing is, most of my group that I play with, super down to play it. But that's not what you guys are here to, to know. You want to hear me talk about the flight mechanics. And I'm here to tell you, that nothing makes me happier than zipping around an asteroid field in an A-wing, flip-flopping, and then getting blown up by a missile that came out of nowhere. <laughs> That's what but he no. enjoys. In all, in all seriousness, the flight feels very good. It's very much like you're flying a World War II fighter plane that can stop. Don't stop your planes in the air. It won't end well. <laughs> but, yeah, you can stop. You can, you know, make bank turns and do drifts. And it's awesome. You can build your fighter to be, you know, more for hit and run tactics. So, you know, you wait away for somebody to come in your sights. You gun it towards them. You blast them and you fly off before they can hit you. Or you can be like my friend who built a bomber that's a war crime. Because it can just decimate everything in front of it and behind it because it has mines. Uh, Dogfights are fun. They're fun. They're exciting. Generally, it doesn't turn into people just spinning around on their axis shooting all around them. Because if they do that, they'll die very quickly. Shoot the guy that's not moving. Quick. And it is definitely a game that benefits from having a controller rather than mouse and keyboard. And if you want even more immersion, 
benefits from having a flight stick with VR. Because, oh boy, VR is fun. Disorienting, but fun. Because it's really awesome, because uh, in, in like an A-Wing, you have the complete bubble cockpit. So right. you can look all around you and see that there's, hey, there's a guy above you. I'm going to whip up and get him. You can't do that in a TIE fighter, though, because a TIE fighter is a metal ball with a singular window. <laughs> so your field of vision is very limited. Unless you, you know, move your chair way over to the side and just decide to sit uh, from outside the ship. <laughs> I actually wonder if that would work now. I have to test something after after recording today. Go for it. Um, but yeah, it is completely in first person, so there is no third person, and this is not a game for casuals. It re it really isn't. Like, this is a game for people who used to play TIE Fighter and X-Wing and are here for a more simulation experience, but not as simulation as, like, Elite Dangerous or Star Citizen. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you've played it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I haven't played the full gambit, and I haven't played as many hours as you guys have. But no. I've, I've played it on both mouse and keyboard. I've played it on controller. I I won't deny, I've actually had some pretty good success with mouse and key, but there are some aspects that just function better on controller. Well, there's so many different controls, too. Like that, That's the other thing. This is not a simple game. Like, the fact that they can get a controller to work is very, like, bare bones how it's working. Because there's controls that aren't being used when you're on a controller, I believe. No, they're all avail They're all available. Are they? Yep. Uh, I know my HOTAS doesn't have enough buttons to do all of the functions. Yeah, it's just some of them... Uh... Like, you have to do button combinations, so, like, targeting sp subsystems, you have to hit two buttons to oh. set up the preference for that. Um, like, cutting engine power, you have to double tap something, or is it triple tap? It's, yeah, there. some of the functionalities change in how many buttons you need to press to do them, but they are still there. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the game is fun. I will say, so in the in the realm of things that are are not fun, fleet battle seems very easy to cheese. Now, this is the mode that they advertise. Like, this is the mode. Like, dogfight is a side mode. This is the ranked, like, big battle mode. And it is very... It's full of cheesy people. Cheesy how? Just mostly suicide bombers. Oh. Like, they'll just fly their bomber up to the capital ship and attach to it like a mosquito until somebody kills them, but in that time, they'll have dropped eight bombs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've... I've... And just well, fired even their the guns AI the do hull. that. Yeah, well, the AI... Oh, God, the AI fleet. Don't... The AI fleet battle, which is where you and your team fight against a team of AI 
The AI is so fucking precise, it's not fun. Like, humans make mistakes. AI doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> they just kill you. Yeah, they, and, and that's the thing. Like, that is something that a lot of people noticed early on was like, how are they pulling off maneuvers like that? Like, that's what the hell just happened there? Like their their flight patterns are they are inhuman. Yeah. Like they're they're also not possible. Yeah. In the game. At least not in the way the AI pulls it off. Yeah. Uh the other way we got cheesed. So we were in a fleet battles match, right? These guys came in you know, took our damage down to push us back to our corvettes or to our frigates and then went away. Like, they went back to hide by their frigates and, like, would send one guy over as a suicide mission to, like, hit our ship with a beam cannon and then get shot down. Mm. And that was the match. And the match went to time. Because they just kept doing that. And it's like, we can't get enough kills. Like, we can't get close enough to do damage to them. Right. We'll get wrecked by the frigates. Our AI is getting close to them, which means they're just feeding them points. Yeah. So we can never break the cycle. Oh. Yeah. We were constantly stuck on the defensive because, like, we can't push up or we will die. We can't get points because it's only the one guy coming over here and they offset that by killing the AI. Yep. Because I think pilots are worth five points, but AI are worth two points per yeah. ship. And it's like, yeah, if you destroy the Ravager, cool, great. But if, you know, seven of your ships have gone over to the other side, that's 14 points. That almost completely offsets the Ravager. And if one of their exactly. guys gets a lucky shot on one of your pilots, well, then it's fully offset. You got you're back to nil. Exactly. And that's what was happening. And I, I got, we all got really irritated after that. Cause it's like, this seems like an oversight. And here's the thing. I figured out how you could technically counter it. Or at least I have an idea. If people do dumb, cheesy shit like that, mm -hmm. you have that bar slowly degrade. If you don't kill a player, after a certain amount of time. Because that means you're not engaging. Yeah. Like, you're not you're not playing the game if you're not killing a player. So, you, you make the bar degrade over time. Or you spawn in more of the uh, Corvettes. Like yeah. Like, after a certain amount of time. If... The defense side should get a Corvette back. Exactly. Af after a certain amount of time. Like, if you're on defense of your Corvettes for, let's call it 90 seconds, maybe two minutes, right? Yeah. Because that means you're in the situation we were in. You're holding them at, at a point, but you're not pushing them, and you need help. So they should spawn in a new Corvette to help you. It, did I get my... 
Obviously, I've gotten my money out of the $40 game that I bought. But nope, just he cut that out. little... Completely cut out. Oh, I did? Oh. Yeah. A good portion well, of your rant just wasn't on our end. It's on your end. Oh. I mean, to be fair, all I was saying was just uh, how you could potentially fix fleet battles and that I got my... I, I've gotten my money's worth out of the game and I'm going to keep playing it because I want to get to that Galactic Ace rank. Right. And I'm still waiting for you to find, finally shoot your friends out of the sky. Not going to happen. Mostly because it's hard enough for me to shoot the enemy out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I still find it funny that the only reason I know that friendly fire is a thing in that game is because you loudly said, don't tell midnight. <laughs> I mean... I said that as a joke because soiled I knew... it. Soiled it. Well, I'm sorry. Soiled I thought it. she was watching the stream. Soiled it. And I made the joke because I thought she was watching. Sadly, I had other things to do. Yeah. Why not yeah. keep the stream open for the sake of giving you guys viewers? Soiled it. I mean. And now he has Obviously, to live with me wanting him to kill his friends. I have to live with that every day. Well, I mean, usually you don't play games I allow that. We try yes, to avoid it. I play it a lot. I play those types of games a lot. The problem is none of my friends play those types of games. <laughs> so then I'd just be killing randos on my team, and that's no fun. Yeah, they get mad. The idea is that we want you to kill your friends because you, we know your friends will laugh. I, I don't think Ben would laugh at this point. He's very invested <laughs> in his kill-death ratio for He dog really is. It's kind of shocking. I mean, Motherfucker I don't almost to... has a 3.0 KD. Yeah. I don't expect him to laugh after he rage quit after I blew up the Sea of Thieves ship. So I expect the others to laugh. I mean, that was after a lot of effort. It was. Like, a, we, yeah. And we've gone into that story a lot. But, yeah, that's, that, that's all I've been playing. Like, I've only played the two games. Mostly because I've just been playing Squadrons. Yep. That much I do know. I keep asking you if you want to play. I know. And usually, well, admittedly, most of the times you've asked me, I've been asleep. That's fair. Like I, I have been, I've been taking midday naps quite frequently of late. So, and then I'll come back and you'll have a full squad. It's like, eh, all right, yep. he doesn't need me. He's got his group. It's all good. <laughs> so we've got one friend that actually sleeps and the other friend that doesn't. Yeah, I just sleep at weird hours. That's my problem. Yeah, same. But uh, yeah. I, we don't really have any news to discuss this week, except I guess, you know, NVIDIA might be delaying one of the graphics cards. Well, delaying one of them and their second batch of the others is going to be hard to come by. It's like they don't have yeah. a definite date anymore for their next batch of uh, 3080s. Yeah. So that's still a clusterfuck on that end. Oh. And in good news, for anybody who is worried about another cyberpunk delay, as of this 
last week, Cyberpunk has gone gold. <laughs> I gotta watch that so I can spoil it for light. No, you don't. Don't deliberately spoil it for him. You accidentally spoiled Last of Us. Yeah. But Don't no, deliberately he's... go in to spoil the game for him. That's just mean. Yeah, but now he's actually calling me out on it. I that mean, doesn't mean feed into it. Yeah, anyway. don't don't antagonize him. I'm supposed to be the antagonist here. That's don't my entire job. Don't antagonize him. <laughs> it's literally my entire job here. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. On you this, can antagonize don't. Him, you can antagonize him on other things, just not on this. Because <laughs> I, I, I am in the same boat as him. If I was that excited for something and somebody spoiled it for me... I feel like you were and Light spoiled it accidentally. Something and Light spoiled it accidentally. And yeah, you got mad. I don't remember. Oh, was that Star Wars related by any chance? I don't remember if it was Star Wars related or Kingdom Hearts related or it was related to something that you were waiting for and he just blurted out a theory that turned out to be true. I, I don't know. To God, don't remember. Yeah, I got no idea. But anyway, you want to find the stuff that we do on the internet? Go check the social links in the description below. There you'll find our Twitch channels, Twitters, and Midnight's uh, DeviantArt page. Where she does art. And drawings and, art from and me. stuff. I need money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the um, fourth I've been in years. And, uh, yeah, we'll try to figure out how to get light out of the void. Can. Grab a plunger. Yeah, we'll, we'll get the plunger. Yeah, anyway. I'm, I'm not doing that. We'll draw straws. <laughs> yeah, it's All only right. a 50 shot between you two. Either way, we will talk to you folks later. So have a good night. Take care. Thanks for listening. That. Bye. <laughs>